Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Well, hey, stranger. Oh, Luke Perry's on TV. Yeah, we're watching Beverly Hills 90210 reruns in this lovely apartment. Luke Perry. God bless. R.I.P. His son is a wrestler. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, his son wrestles for AEW under some, like, wild boy Tarzan gimmick. Really? I don't remember what his wrestling name is, but yeah, he was featured in the documentary that David Arquette did. Oh, David Arquette? Yeah, about David Arquette going back and trying out to be a professional wrestler. Oh, really? Because he won the WCW world title moons ago. So this wasn't any time recently? Well, no. The documentary is only like a year or two old. He could have used some of that in Scream 5 when he got murdered. Right? Uh, spoiler alert, Michael. Some people haven't <laughs> seen it yet. He was a huge proponent for David Arquette. And when David Arquette... You'll see it in the documentary. I know. We haven't even done our intro yet, but it's fine. I just find this fascinating. It's a cold open. It is a cold open. David Arquette did what we in the wrestling world call a death match, where it's kind of... There's no rules. So at one point, his opponent had hit David Arquette with a weapon. I don't remember what the weapon was. And David Arquette started to profusely bleed from his head. And Luke Perry's the one that drove David Arquette to the hospital. Really? To get stitches and to, to stop the bleeding and stuff like that. I didn't know they were friends. Yeah, they, apparently they're really, really close friends. Uh, he dedicated the documentary to Luke Perry at the end. Is Luke Perry's son as hot as Luke Perry was? Because um, Luke Perry was sexy on 90210, like those leather jackets and he's that bad boy. attractive. I didn't know he was Luke Perry's son until the end when David Arquette hugs him and tells him how great his dad was and then you then i was like oh that's okay he's a wrestler that's cool but yeah he's he wrestles for aew uh it was kind of cool so what's your luke perry reference what's your frame of reference for him my luke perry reference is uh non-existent oh do you mean because i never watched 90210 i never watched like any of those things that he was in at all like i didn't know luke perry had died until i saw the documentary i'm kidding oh. I'm, kidding, I'm kidding i knew he was dead um but, i know him from 90210 and he played the, the sexy sexy dad on riverdale yeah Yep, nope. He neither, was always hot. Neither of those two things. Anyways, uh, we're back, Michael. I know. We're back, 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 back again. The last time we had a brand new episode was summer of 2021. We've been busy ladies. We have been. I was in Provincetown. Internet was shite. So we couldn't put out a new episode. And it just kept getting worse and worse. And then right after P-Town, I went on to do some more stops on a tour. Uh, and then we did Christmas. And then we did a whole Christmas tour. Yeah. And now it's uh, March. Right. It's March. And we are on... It's March 1st. It is March 1st. First. First, crazy. I know, right? It's Ugh. it's Irish month. Irish month, yeah. Uh, and we are finally able to sit down. We're finally in the same spot. We finally are able to not have to worry about traveling with these microphones on planes. But can we talk about how we packed the microphones for the Christmas tour and didn't even open that side of the suitcase one time? I know. We had complete plans of recording episodes while we were in the hotel rooms or in the dressing rooms. But what happened was Michael became the whirlwind breakaway star of the Christmas tour. And I was just 
so busy with interviews and autograph signings and fan meet and greets that I, I had no time left to myself. I know. I feel like this is now the Queenstein Bears featuring CJ and Michael Ma- the Elf. Michael the Elf. It's Michael the Elf featuring the Queenstein Bears. And then in the really fine print at the bottom of it, it says also CJ. Also CJ. Also CJ. But yeah, we're back. Uh, we had an incredible tour. We did. Uh, we went to Atlanta, D.C., San Francisco, L.A. Portland, Seattle. Portland. Yeah, we, Places I've never been before. We went all over the place and it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you came and saw us, thank you so much for coming out and seeing us. Thank you. You know, I'm going to say you are welcome because you'll be thanking me for my amazing starring performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. You were in the show. Congratulations. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, it would have been dark and quiet. So. That's very fair. Boom. I mean, somebody had to hit the space bar. And I hit that space bar like it was nobody's fucking business. And she hit that space bar. <laughs> Tears illuminated her. Yeah, something like that. Something, something designing like that. women. Michael, um, we were on tour together, so obviously we know what each other was doing that entire time. Right. It just happens. But I think you should give the people listening a quick brief update on Michael's life. Do you mean I should tell them that I've gotten another new job? Is that what you're referring to? Okay, I didn't want to say it, but yes. Career Barbie strikes again. But to be fair, I had been interviewing for this job whilst I had my last job and was trying to get this job because it would allow me to travel and do more things with y'all. Yeah. So that was like, that was the mindset behind going into it. I didn't lose a job and then have to find another job. No, you had all intents and purposes of quitting the job that you were you were at prior to this one. Right, to go on this tour. To go on the tour and then you knew going right out of the tour, you had this other job lined up, which right. is with a you know huge um, tech company. Tech company, yeah. So you already kind of had it set up and, and it was great. I mean, you you wanted to tour with us. You got paid for that tour. Right. So you were not, you were making money. Right, I was you working. Were just, you were just sitting around. But yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, the tour was great. Really fun experience. Um, we got to meet a lot of cool people, see a lot of cool places. Now let me ask you this, Michael. Yes. Um, a lot of people, when they meet myself and, and Josh, or Ginger, they have this preconceived notion that touring and going all over the place is a lot of fun and we must be the luckiest people that we get to see these incredible places. I want you to tell them exactly what it's like touring. I'm not going to say it wasn't fun because the experience as a whole was a fun experience, but it was a lot of hard work. Like probably the hardest fucking work I've ever done in my entire life is just consistently go, 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 go. And then us being psychotic like we are on our off days, we did bullshit like, not bullshit, but we did, let's go to Disneyland for 14 hours or let's go to all these museums or let's gallivant through Washington, D.C. Like, none of us have ever done that before, like, being the touristy things. So it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of cool experiences, um, but it was hard work. So when you guys think we just, or you think the drag queens themselves just tour around the world and get to see the world, it's basically seeing the world through the window of an airplane. Yeah, and I mean, there are off days. Like Michael said, we we were able to do a tour of D.C. We were able to go to the White House and the Capitol and all those kind of places. We were able to go to Disney. We were able to do those things, but it was because we were blessed with one day off off in these cities right and being there for three days and having shows two out of those three days the days we got into town we didn't really want to do much we got takeout and laid in bed yeah but <laughs> we forced ourselves to do things because we knew if we didn't we wouldn't be able to really enjoy what we were doing we got lucky in la we had two days off we got to do my favorite thing i've ever done probably with you was comic-con we did so cool Comic-Con. i know i've never been to a convention or anything like that it's very interesting it is it's very interesting and being on the opposite side of the convention world for the first time in a long time as like a guest was weird you know we only went because my friend lisa was there and she was she had a booth and we told her we'd come by and say hi so we did and it was really fun we got to explore we got to see all the cool things you got to see the cast of spongebob in person i about wet my panties i was or cj i was we- 
freaking out. <laughs> we were about to leave and Michael heard SpongeBob and Patrick on stage and we turned around and ran to the back of the, uh, the Los Angeles Convention Center, which if you've ever been in there, huge, massive. And we were in the biggest hall and ran to the back just so we can see SpongeBob on stage and they about lost it. Definitely a bucket list item for myself. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge SpongeBob nerd. Like I love SpongeBob. Wow, that uh, bucket list must be, I don't, it, it must be a very interesting bucket list. It's very interesting. It. There's, there's a few tops on it. Yeah. Hey-o. Hey-o. Yes, Michael. Um, a lot has changed with me as well. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So, what have you been uh, up to, CJ? <laughs> well, I feel it's weird because, like, I feel like we we spend so much time together. I never think to ask you what your day is like yes. because we live together. Yeah, but the people <laughs> who are listening don't know. That's another update. Oh, that is another update. Oh, I, yeah, I moved in with CJ and Ginger. Yeah, so you now live in our house because we had an empty bedroom and I needed money. So you're no, and it that was not just because you needed more money. It was because I'm always over there. And we're always working on projects and stuff, and I was paying money in an apartment that I never use. And Michael has become my quote unquote assistant at this point. I, yeah, now I just introduced myself as Chris and, uh, excuse me, CJ and Ginger's assistant. It's just easier to... It is just easier than... This is... Our 30-year-old roommate. <laughs> yeah, not a lot has changed. I'm doing the same shit. Really just working on a, do- a new documentary. I was going to say you're doing a documentary, Mr. Spielberg over here. Mr. Spielberg. Yeah, we're doing a really cool behind-the-scenes look at La Caja Fall, which is why we're in Chicago right now. And it's really kind of forced me to be more creative because I'm used to filming things you know I right. film things all stuff for Golden Gals I do all that kind of promo work and you do a lot of Josh's Instagram and TikTok yeah. content and this really kind of forced me to look outside of the box and really kind of start having a narrative point of view on things and I've never been more challenged in my life than doing this these four minute videos of the behind the scene look at Lakage because I have to do b-roll interviews editing different angles make sure that there's cohesiveness in every episode right me with one camera you with the other like on opposite <laughs> sides of the room getting different shots and having creativity through each episode and not just a hodgepodge of clips so you know the episode that we just put out yesterday on monday because uh, they do come out monday wednesday and fridays on like Ginger's, big brother on ginger's youtube page so the episode that came out yesterday was focused all around the lacajels which are the dancers and the kind of the drag queens of the lacage club so it's been real interesting it's been a lot of fun it's stressful because i don't know necessarily what i'm doing when i'm filming and then when i sit down and edit it i'm like okay this was the story this is what i have to focus on so it's been interesting yeah it's been fun watching you do it i would just usually sit next to you and just play on my phone <laughs> and just critique what i'm doing i'm like oh that looks good but change the music and then of course we're in chicago right now yeah it's cold it's cold it's snowing it's been lovely i love it here i it reminds me of where i grew up and now i sit here and on thursday i go back to orlando for three days to go help uh mr miss adrian with a project yeah you're being so, jet setter yeah and then uh we have the wave awards which we were nominated from some stuff so i'm praying that we won something or i'm wasting my airline miles go all the way back i think we got this i hope so i really do we're like the best ever yeah but we were against some really stiff competition and you know we won't know and i'm praying that we won something like we were nominated for so much there's no way we didn't win one thing Uh, and then i come back on saturday to we go into hell week we go into hell week for lacage so it'll be interesting yeah we had a fun time uh, shopping for your husband's dressing room. We did a lot Yellow. of stuff. 
for a dressing room. It's going to look like the Taj Mahal in there. Yes, the Taj Mahal with air the, quotes. The Tadric Mahal. No, we don't talk about Tadric. Do we want to talk about that real quickly? I didn't watch it, so I really don't want to talk I mean, we know, we know what went on, though. I also don't want to upset people. That's fair. Because you have to understand, I'm still friends with people that were on that show. I understand. I'm friends with Chris Kirkpatrick. And just because you friended him on Facebook doesn't no, mean... No, 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 I used to be his nephew's boss and was a co-worker with his sister. And Chris used to come into my bar all the time and I used to make him free drinks because he's from NSYNC. And we chatted. Would you say that your personalities were NSYNC? He's fun. I made him do the Chip Skylark voice for me one time. I can't. I was like, can you can you sing Shiny Teeth? He's like, yeah. He said, uh, you have for me another drink? That's essentially how it works. We yeah. got our piano player played out in the piano in the, the Velvet Lounge and he sang Shiny Teeth for... A shiny Teeth, that's my girl. Yeah, for a bunch of white women. I was fangirling for a moment. And he one time he FaceTimed Justin in the bar. That was really cool. I can't. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Big Brother happened. Some shit went down. Uh, you can just Google it, Wikipedia. It's my favorite show. That's why I want to talk about it, but you don't watch that shit. So. I don't watch it, so I would feel like my only frame of reference is uh, my good friend Carson Cressley was on it. You say good friend in the sense that I say good friend Chris Kirkpatrick. No, I I've hung out with Carson Cressley on multiple occasions. I've hung out with Chris Kirkpatrick um, on multiple occasions. I have occasions. Carson's phone number. Okay, you got me there. And if you go up to Carson and ask him who CJ is, he'll know who you're talking about. If I go up to Chris Kirkpatrick, go, do you know who Michael is? He'll be like, uh, But that's different. You go by an eponym, so you have only one name. It's like going up to somebody asking him who Cher is. Yeah, but if I go and go, hey, you remember that bartender that used to make you free drinks at the Hard Rock? He's going to be like, yeah, Stuart, right? Shut yeah. up. Shut up. <laughs> Don't say gay, because if the man at the gas station is having a good day, he might just tell you he can fix it. Don't say gay, because if the man at the gas station is having a bad day, he might just kill you. Don't say gay, because on June 12, 2016, a 29-year-old man fired 202 bullets into a nightclub full of people who had the audacity to love. 53 people left the nightclub Wounded. 49 never left at all. Don't say gay because no amount of pride in the world will remove the shrapnel. Don't say gay because officers wear bulletproof vests to pride parades where we wear rainbows like shields and pray to a god that does not believe in us that should the dance beats turn to gunfire, our flags will be big enough to stop the bleeding. Don't say gay because right now, in six states, senators are arguing over whether or not trans people deserve doctor's appointments. Don't say gay because our history is not yet history. Don't say gay because we have come too far for the fight to stop here. Don't say gay because the past is running into the future. Don't say gay because Stonewall was 53 years ago. And politicians are still painting targets on our backs with the blood of Marsha P. Johnson. Don't say gay. Because children are impressionable. Don't say gay. Because queer kids might grow up unashamed of the hearts that they've inherited. Don't say gay. Because if they know that they don't have to keep quiet, they might throw the first brick and set the whole inn on fire. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. <laughs> Like, like I said earlier, we are from Florida, obviously. It, people didn't know that they've been living under a rock, or they're new listeners. Yeah. There has been a lot in Florida. I don't even like to, like, I don't like to tell people that I'm from Florida. I mean, there's a, there's some good and there's bad things about Florida. The good things. Disney. Universal. SeaWorld. We never got coronavirus. <laughs> 
<laughs> the royal we never got coronavirus. People in our house got coronavirus. Florida never got coronavirus. That's fair. That's what the news told me. Right. But there's also really bad things about living in Florida. Republicans. Rick DeSantis. Republicans. That don't say gay bill. Because of the Republicans. Because of the Republicans. And it, it's something that... If you don't live in Florida, you never had to deal with the crazy that we have to deal with in our government. It's similar in other places, though. It's very similar in Texas. Ted Cruz is a fucking wackadoodle, too. Yes, but they don't have the dishonor of having Mar-a-Lago in their backyard. That is very true. And having... But up until quite recently, Mar-a-Lago was a very pretty area. Yes, and didn't have the the dishonor, again, of having a certain president constantly in your state. So... They had George Bush in Texas. Yes, but George Bush was just stupid. Yes. So he, he wasn't a real threat to the nation. No, that's very fair. Well... Okay, he wasn't as big of a threat as, you know, 45 was. We won't get into that. Yeah. But. but we're currently having to deal with this Don't Say Gay Bill, which if you don't know what it is, it was a piece of legislation that was put into the Florida House of Representatives and the Florida Senate that basically said that if anybody brings up any kind of gay gay culture, gay history, or anything like that in schools uh, or any place where there are children between the kindergarten grade and the third grade, mm-hmm. they were allowed to sue the school district. Absolutely. Yeah, and effectively, it silences people from, like... Speaking about their gay family members, gay history, gay rights, anything like that. I think it's age thirteen. Yeah, the cutoff point. Well, I know from what the from what I read, it was K through three. I mean, I could be wrong, but from what I was told, it was kindergarten through third grade is when they don't when they automatically have to not talk about it. They weren't allowed to put it in any kind of lessons plans, right? Or anything like that. It may go up to the age of thirteen. That sits there and says, if you say this in like what thirteen is what fifth grade, sixth yeah, grade, somewhere like around that. there, you your parents can be sued. Yeah, uh, the school district can then be sued uh the teacher can then be sued because simply talking about lgbt rights and history and stuff like that and they also introduced that other piece of that legislation which sat there and said that if a child came out of the closet that the school's required to tell their parents within six weeks or they could face fines and possibly Mm -hmm. going to jail they took that out it doesn't exist anymore they took that piece of legislation out that whole bill needs to be thrown in the garbage i agree however it is gaining a lot of momentum oh it's already passed one house yeah it's already passed one it's sitting in i think the, the florida senate right now yeah. and unfortunately i have a very strong feeling it'll it'll pass oh it's gonna 100 pass i will put money on it right here right now that will pass on top of also having the bill ron DeSantis also introduced a couple of months ago and i don't know if you remember this bill the individual freedom bill which basically said that anybody who makes white people feel uncomfortable for the past can be sued by making because they made somebody feel uncomfortable right so it basically effectively rendered all sensitivity training out the window anything like that relating to race no and void i'm so angry at this kind of thing because it basically the bill in layman's terms without reading the fine details sat there and said that we as a florida state if a white person is made to feel uncomfortable because of the past they can sue the person who made them feel uncomfortable about it basically saying that you can't talk about slavery because that white person never owned slaves and you can't make them feel bad about owning slaves Right, but it goes it goes back to everything in Florida is always self-servant and self-servient to the white, straight, heterosexual, cisgendered, Republican views that our state told. Oh, 100%. And it's so sad because now, like, the, the POC community, especially the gay POC community, now has another bill going against their rights. And it's just continuation that we're still fighting. You know, it, 
we're fighting as if you and I are have ever experienced that kind of brutal hate because of our skin color. Right. But we as a community, as an LGBT community, I stand with my black brothers and sisters. Absolutely. I stand with my black transgender sisters and brothers. It's just another piece that is holding them back from really embracing the America that we all love. It's just every time you think a fight has been won or every time you think we've gotten two steps forward and something pushes us three steps back, you know, we get the right to marry and we get stuff like this. You know, we have movements like Black Lives Matter happen and bring attention to a much needed divide in our country and then things like this happen this bill happens and it's like every time we get optics on something that is really wrong in our country or something that's really like really needs to be changed or something that's systematically oppressing individuals we take it one step farther instead of helping and moving forward and being more progressive we push farther back and we like we kind of like recoil in states like florida and in states like texas it turns into oh just kidding you're black you're gay we don't like you rewind well now look at what's going on in texas they have that bill which as of this recording was if you have a transgender child your parents can be sued for child abuse right if you if you like progress in gender confirming anything with your transgendered children or your trans anybody transgendered in your family uh you can be sued as child abuse and child neglect which is absolutely insane it's not even insane it's stupid it is straight up ridiculous and second of all they don't you can't just it's not people have this notion in their mind where your child comes out as transgendered and you run to the doctor and you get it fixed and everything's hunky-dory it's years of therapy it's years of discussion and it's 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 a process you don't just wake up one day and decide hey this is what i want to do and you make a change it requires years and years and years of finding yourself and it's expensive it's it's also also expensive but like it's it's not parents run out and willy-nilly make these decisions and decide oh i'm gonna do this to my child it's parents helping their children in the only way they know how to help their child and making them feel comfortable with skin that they're in exactly like from the point of view of somebody who lived with somebody who was going through that you know we lived with nikki monet for a very long time right and when she went into finish the rest of her surgeries to fully transition into her true self it was two years of therapy she had to stop smoking for a year uh she had to go and meet a bunch of doctors and she had to somehow raise almost forty thousand dollars to finish everything to live her true self absolutely Um, my friend jenny had a similar experience she worked for disney at the time and disney was is a there disney's good or bad because they they're supporting this bill right now but disney actually covered her full transition when she transitioned about five or six years ago and it was so expensive there was no way she was going to be able to afford it and it was just like money shouldn't be a stopper to you being to live getting to live the life that you want to live and living as your true self like that's like the saddest part about it but i see i disagree with that because in the same breath money stops people from living how they want to live because i want to live in a mansion but it can't because of money. But I think that's a little bit different. Yes, but the way that you're coming across is money shouldn't be the thing that stops somebody from living how they want to live. In in layman's terms, I don't... What about the people who are poor? They need money to actually... Fully I mean, I get that. I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, I it's get sad that it's it's so costly and it's such a yeah. strain on yeah. an, on a human's resources and to I, make themselves comfortable in the skin that they're in. Yeah, and I think we as a as a nation, as, a, as the USA, have definitely come long ways in that because there were times where doctors wouldn't even touch that kind of surgery. Well, there's there's Christian hospitals that won't take in trans individuals. Yeah, which is insane. But going back to these bills, I don't mean to cut you off. If no, you're, no, no, if, no. To, to finish your thoughts on that. But to go back to these bills, it now stops people, children, kids, 
people who I wouldn't even say people individuals humans children who understand what they are from ever coming out and living their true selves it's going to lead to an increase in suicide rates in the LGBT right. community it's going to lead to su- higher suicide rates in an already high suicidal rate in the transgender community it's just it's going to it's doing a lot more harm than it is good there's absolutely no good to come from no, this there's, bill there's zero good no no and, absolutely and this as if as if a community we are we're, weren't already hurt enough or weren't already like shot down and weren't already like pushed aside it's going to make these children that are already afraid of what their family's going to think what their school's going to think it's going to make these children live in fear. And that is the worst part about the journey of coming out is living in fear and living in that constant, I don't want people to know. I don't want people to know. I also think it's going to really bog down the court system. Because Absolutely. you're going to get these people who are just going to sue people left and right for making them feel uncomfortable. Or It's uh, a waste of fucking time at the end of the day. Like It's well, a waste yeah, of everybody's time and resources. And it's just going to increase people who do need to go to courts for things like bogus marijuana charges or anything like that now have to wait longer because Karen didn't like the way her neighbor looked at her and she screamed, oh, he's gay. Right. Oh, well, that man who's my neighbor who happens to be uh, a person of color looked at me the wrong way. They're making me feel uncomfortable. I'm going to sue them. Right. Which is already going on. Which already happens, but this is going to tenfold increase well, it. it. Gives them, it now gives them a legal platform to stand up. And there's for. ammunition behind their, their arguments now. They yeah. have Bill ABCDQ can be referenced in a court case, and it gives legs to their, excuse me for speaking frankly, but their bullshit movements and their bullshit viewpoints and their bullshit train, like, thoughts in their mind. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it's just crazy because you if you rewound five years ago, before 45 came in none of this was ever on the table no i think the biggest the biggest thing that was ever in the senate was gay right like gay marriage, marriage and, yeah was the big thing and now these politicians have turned our community our beautiful community into talking points into statistics and into bullshit reasons to stop what we have done in so many years we're turned into punchlines and we're turned into jokes and we're turned into sideshows essentially and the election of donald trump gave people who are bigoted and people who are closed-minded and people who have hate in their heart and hate in their mind legal legs and a platform to stand on and an optics of it's okay he can say it on tv he can make fun of handicapped people he can make fun of the gays he can make fun of people of color and it allowed these individuals to come out of the woodwork. They've been they've been in our country for forever. They've been hiding and they've been under the, under the covers, under unseen, under their sheets, under their sheets. <clears throat> and now they're able to crawl out of the woodwork like the slime that they are, and just spew hate and spew negativity and just make this world a darker place when it doesn't need to be. Well, I think him also getting elected gave those who felt oppressed for being white the allowance to be that way. But that's the biggest oxymoron because you can't be oppressed as a white individual or like reverse racism, not a thing. I agree. (laughs) Not a thing. But he made it okay to feel that way. He made it okay for all of these people who were hiding, not necessarily hiding, but would suppress what they were feeling, okay to say, well, I'm white. Why should I be ashamed of being white? Well, you should be ashamed of being white because your ancestors owned people. And it's not about being ashamed to be white. It's being ashamed of the past of the country and wanting to go forward and do better and make the world a more inclusive place. It's not about being ashamed of the history because the history is there and it, it, it's the history is there and it's awful and it's besmirched the country. It's not about being ashamed of being white. That's not the goal of Black Lives Matter or not the goal of those. No, I'm not think, saying that. No, but I'm just saying that it's like people that think that they should be ashamed for being white. That's not the goal. The goal is to be like, hey, this shit happens. Open up your eyes and make the world a better place. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, but they should be ashamed of being white. Why? Because we, as a white community, have done so many horrible things, and I think that. To say you shouldn't be ashamed kind of slaps the people in the face who had to deal with racism in the 50s. I think it makes it look like if you're not ashamed of what happened, then you you don't understand what happened. But I think being ashamed of what happened in the past and being ashamed of your skin color are two completely different things. I don't. It was white people that did that shit. You Correct. Didn't see, you didn't see Malcolm X or Martin Luther King telling a white person, you can't drink of that water fountain. That wasn't no, it. correct. It I agree. It was white people telling everyone right. what to do. So I feel like you should be in some way, even if it's a, a minuscule, you should be ashamed that you are a white person because at one point down your family line, someone was racist. Someone was a racist. I mean, my parents right now are fucking racist. Mine are too. Like, and I am so ashamed of them. I oh, absolutely. Completely ashamed, and I don't even care if they hear me say that. I am ashamed of my parents because they raised me. You love people for who they are, not what they are, is what I meant to say. Right. Because it shouldn't care what color you are what disabilities you have, who you love, all that kind of stuff. And that's how they raised me. And then 45 became president and all of that changed. Right. And it's, to me, it's so laughable. Like, there's so many other things to dislike people for. I can dislike you because you're too loud. I can dislike you because you breathe funny. Like, I'm not going to like your skin color, who you love, your your religion. Like, those are such things at the core of people that are so ridiculous it's so to mi- judge. It's, it's so minuscule. It's so minuscule. We're not the sum of our parts. Like, it's so ridiculous that people act this way. And you know, the, the craziest thing to me about this whole Florida bill and what's going on in the state is that six years ago, every single politician was up the gay community's ass, showing support, sending prayers, sending love, helping out with after the Pulse tragedy. We're here in our prayers. We're going to support the community. We're going to do everything we can to bring these people to justice. And then fast forward six years and they're slapping us in the face yet again. Well, it's like Universal that I used to work for. And Disney, every June, put out an entire pride collection. Rainbow Mm -hmm. ears, rainbow shirts. Love is universal. Yeah, pandering to the gay audience and then have the gall. Both Both companies, both NBC NBC Comcast and the Disney company, both donated to this Don't Say Gay bill. They did public stuff did like a lot of big institutions in our state are supporting this bill and all the ones that are like oh well we have a lgbt club with us you should join oh we're donating this to glad we're doing this we're doing that here's a quarter of a million dollars for the don't say gay bill right it's ridiculous so if you have the opportunity and you come to florida during june don't buy that gay pride shit from disney or universal because guess where that money's going to buy it on ebay because they don't get the money that way <laughs> it's censoring your rights to be a, a part of our community it sucks because all the disney price stuff is so cute it is <laughs> Oh, trust me, I know it is. I have all that shit. But at the same time, you know, it just, it opens, it really opens your eyes to like how big corporations don't give a don't shit. give two shits about anything except for money and making themselves ensure that their properties stay tax-free in Florida. So you know how in Wicked, Galinda changes her name in honor of Dr. Dilliman when all that shit goes down? Yeah. I think in honor of Disney donating money to the Don't Say Gay bill, I'm going to cover up my Mickey Mouse tattoo. No, I like that tattoo. But tattoo. Tattoo. A tattoo. Tattoo. Didn't they have a song? Aren't they? Yeah, they're lesbians. lesbians. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they're actually pseudo lesbians. They pretended to be lesbian to get clout. Well, that's a whole other conversation. So it's like Disney. They pretend to like gays, but they correct. Money right. Too. Correct. <laughs> Look, you like that transition? I like that transition. That's good, right? We're gonna take a quick break. You're listening. We're in Scene Bears, the podcast. <laughs> Beep. Some beep. Was that the know. is that the return beep to let please leave a message after the beep? All I've done for the last fucking five days at work is leave voicemails for people, so I don't want to hear it. Hi, this is Michael from. <clears throat> We're asking if you would like to. 
<clears throat> Please call me back at... <clears throat> no, it's more like, Hi, this is Michael calling from Beep. I would love to show you all the new fun features available for your Beep profile. Please give me a call back at 202 Beep, 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 Beep. Morse code. That's basically my job. Michael, um, you know, we actually kind of almost have a sponsor for the episode. <laughs> do we? We do. Um, So recently, they messaged me on Instagram. It's a company that I've worked with before. Bearskin. Yes. Uh, they make underwear. They're really panties. cute underwear. Panties. For the plus size community, they're really, really comfortable underwear. I have like, at this point, 15 or 16 pairs of their underwear. And they've been generous to send them to me. All I have to do is usually take a photo in them and upload the photo and tag them. Why don't they send me any? Because you don't have the follow count that I do. That's not fair. (laughs) I edit the episodes. I'm proud of you. Um, And they had just sent me some brand new underwear, some beautiful underwear, which the photos will be up probably in the next week or so. But they also were generous enough to give me a code to share with our listeners. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so if you go to Bearskin, that's B. E-A-R-S-K-N dot com and you put in the promo code CJ that's C-E-E-J-A-Y you're going to save 12% on your entire order. That's a very specific about I think it's 12%. I put it in it knocks some numbers off. They didn't tell me how much you saved but usually it's 10% with this it's company. It's definitely it's more than 10%. Unless it was 10% get, before tax. Look I don't at know. you getting free underwear. But just type in CJ on bearskin.com that's B-E-A-R-S-K-N dot com uh, their sizes go all the way up to six XL, which is incredible because... Come on, inclusivity. Uh, right? Even us big bears deserve some cute undies. And then we're going to also run a special on the Queer and Seen Bears Facebook. Whoever likes all of CJ's pictures, he'll send you a pair of his worn underwear. No, I will not do that because I like the underwear too much. <laughs> also, I'm not that hard up for that. That's fair. Michael, we're going to end this episode today with a game. Ooh, what's the game? You know, normally we ended it with our main topic. Yes. But we're going to play a game. I don't like games because I'm... But I'm very competitive. Um, so I know we were playing Facebook trivia today about early 2000s pop music. And guess who got them all right? With our good friend, uh, April, April Fresh. Fresh. Mrs. I almost said Mrs. Huxtable. Um, Mrs. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Ho- uh, Hollingsworth, right? No. Miss <laughs> Howell. Miss Howell. Whatever her fucking name was in Gilligan's Island. Lovey Howell. Lovey Howell. Lovey. 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 Clearly I paid really good attention in that production when I was You were a shark, so it's fine. I was less um, shark. But we're going to play a game. I'm going to think of something. Okay. A place... Uh, or or a person. We're paying 21 questions. Basically, yeah. But you have 10 questions. Okay. Not 21 because I feel like that would go too long. So you have 10 questions. Uh, this stool that I'm sitting on is currently breaking, but continue. You'll have 10 questions to figure out who I'm thinking of. It's a who or a what? It could be either or. Right now it's going to be a who. You're not supposed to tell me that, but okay, continue. Oh, okay. I'm going to think of something else now. <laughs> I got it. Okay. And you get 10 questions. Okay. Can you hold it in your hand? Yes. Is it bigger than a cell phone? Yes. Is it electronic? No. That's three. I have to let them know. You can count all you want. Do you own one? Yes. It's only yes or no questions, right? That's not a question. That's Damn it! That's yes. not my question. Yeah, yes or no. Can you buy it at the store? Yes. That's is five. It, is it a sex toy? No. That's six. Do you own multiple of them? That's a hard question answer i asked i asked a yes or no question you have to answer it repeat the question do you own multiple of this item or do you have multiple yes. this item would you find it in your bedroom no that's eight i'm surprised you haven't asked the one that will tell you is it living no that's not you have one more question then you have to guess there's one question i'm surprised you did not ask yet it's bigger than a toaster <laughs> what's, the, what's the question is it bigger than a bread box <laughs> is it it is not bigger than a bread box. That's 10. What is it? I don't know. A laptop. Nope. A banana. You didn't ask if it was edible or not. That would have been my first question. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Always ask if it's edible or not because then that knocks off so many things that it possibly oh, could be. That. Do I get to do one for you now? Um, You can. We, we have some time. Okay. Is it Lady Gaga? 
No. <laughs> That's not my question. Uh, is it a person? No. Is it a thing? I'm just kidding. That's, That's a waste question. of a question. That's not my question, bitch. You asked a question. So it's a thing. Bigger than a bread box. I've seen them bigger than a bread yes box, or but no. usually no. Yes or no? No. The ones you're experienced with? No. Is it a living object? No. So that's three? Yes. Can I eat it? No. Okay, that's four. Is it insertable? No. Okay, not a dildo. Uh, that's five. I already forgot the five I've asked. Have I... This is going to be bitched at at this fucking question game. Have I interacted with this object before? Yes. Have I interacted with this object today? Yes. Seven. Is it my cell phone? No. Fuck. That's eight. Am I currently enjoying said object? You could be, yes. Yes or no? Yes. Is said object electric? Yes. It's ten. Ten. Is it a dehumidifier? First of all, it's not a dehumidifier because that's the wrong answer. It's a essential oil. Oh my God, it's the same thing, Mary. (laughs) Don't even try it. And you know, okay, so here's the funny part. You know how I knew what it was? How? Because your eyes did this. Yeah, you, when I said if it's electronic, you literally looked right at it. Oh, no. Yeah, I should I always read somebody's body language because I kept looking at the banana sitting over <laughs> yes. on the, the oven the entire time. I'm bad at reading body language. It was. But that was fun. We're gonna, I think we should do that every week, Michael. We do and see if anybody else can guess what the Next week, is. we're going to play Guess the Insertable Length. Yeah, that'll be a, a real quick game. Michael, we always end every episode with a bear with me. Yes. So... Can we go first? Ladies first. Absolutely. Bear with me. Please stop begging for money on the internet. You look like trash. Bear with me. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that was quick. Bear with me, Michael. I'm bearing. If they are no longer talking, please stop trying to make it happen. Don't stalk Facebook Live. Don't stalk Instagram Live. Don't stalk Facebook posts, Instagram posts, Twitter pages. He's just that not into you. I'm going to piggyback off that real quickly and be like, leave me alone. We're not friends. Stop it. I don't like you. Go away. Goodbye. Wow. Wasn't going to go that far because that only narrows it down to at least a handful of people. But yeah. Take the hint, Mary. Bye. Take it. Take the hint. Also, it's kind of funny how uh, we stopped our podcast and everyone else did too. Bear with me, Mike. All right. We'll see you motherfuckers next time. Peace out. Peace out. Bears the podcast.